0: Welcome to the Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch Penny Pool Patio Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. The Fall Classic is here, 2021 Houston Astros, Atlanta Braves. This is one of the more anticipating matchups that I believe we've seen in recent history. I guess specifically because being here in the state of Alabama, we know Atlanta basically runs the state of Alabama. When you look at the Falcons, you look at the Braves. Like These are two organizations with the state of Alabama not having a pro sports team. We know college sports is huge, your college football, Alabama-Auburn. But the Atlanta Braves will be right there with Alabama-Auburn. They would be that next franchise that would have the most fanhood hood. In this entire state. So the Braves are back into the fall Classic for the first time since 1999. Their only title came in 1995 when David Justice hit that home run to give the Braves a 1-0 victory over the Cleveland Indians. And here they are. A new team after the whole trade deadline scenario. And, you know, I told my friend and Gannon, a lifelong Atlanta Braves fan. I was like, dude, chill out. Like, look. It's a lot of games left, a lot of baseball left to be played because we know how the Braves got off to a slow start. Nobody, not many expected them to be at this point, especially after the Ronald Acuna Jr. injury that put him out for the season. I didn't think they would, not many thought they would still have a chance to get to the World Series. But you have to give all the credit to Alex Anthopoulos, the general manager for the Braves. He is notorious for making deals and being aggressive at every trade deadline. Like, this is a dude that never sells. He's always in the buy-in market. He He is a buyer until the season is over. But the beauty of what he did was, okay, we lost Ronald Acuna Jr. The season isn't lost. This NL East division is not as strong as we thought it would be. And you know what? If we make the right moves, we can put ourselves in a position to make a run of this thing and and once you get to October, we know anything is possible. We saw the Washington Nationals a couple of years ago as a wild card team win the World Series. The Florida Marlins back in 1997 and 03 wild card teams. So Alex Anthopoulos looked at it as, okay, we have a super strong farm system, one of the best in the entire uh, MLB. Let's not salvage our, our top prospects, not like Christian Pache, and you know, uh, you look at Shea Langlier. You look at a lot of those guys that they have had success with. Drew Waters, the stud outfielder, they didn't have to part with any of those guys. They only had to part with a few You know, middle guys that may be up and down between the minors and to the majors. Uh, But here they are. They made moves. They went and got Jorge Soler from Kansas City. Eddie Rosario from Cleveland. They also got Jock Peterson from the Cubs. And then they also acquired Adam Duvall, bringing him back from the Miami Marlins. And this is if, if I know the Giants had an amazing season. And you give them all the praise and all the the, the credit that they deserve. But I think you have to kind of give the edge to Alex Anthopoulos for GM of the year, executive of the year, whatever the awards they pass out at the end of the offseason. Because there's no way anybody thought that he would have this team right here in the fall classic with their best player not playing the second half of the season. And ever since that July 31st trade deadline, the Atlanta Braves have had the best record in all of baseball. So you look at this team, the Atlanta Braves. This is a team that, as I mentioned, looking for their first title since 1995, they had three players in the top 10 in RBIs, and those three guys were actually top three in the National League altogether. And if you would have said prior to the season, there's going to be three Braves with at least 100 RBIs. 100% of the people would have said Ronald Cunha Jr. and Freddie Freeman. Not sure who the third person would have been, but 100% of the people would have definitely guessed Cunha Jr. and Freddie Freeman. Now, Cunha was off to an amazing start, probably would have been MVP. He had 24 home runs before his injury. Austin Riley led the team with 33. So you can imagine how many home runs Acuna Jr. would have actually had if he would have played the entire season. But if you look at it, those three guys, Adam Duvall, comes over from the Marlins, led the entire league in RBIs. Austin Riley and Ozzy Albies are the three guys who had at least 100 RBIs. And that's impressive. I don't care who you are, I don't care what team you play for, and don't care how long you've been in the league. You have three guys in this day and age with at least – 100 RBIs, you know, that's a a very potent lineup without even mentioning Freddie Freeman, who was last year's MVP winner. Now, when you look at this Braves team, there's a few pros, there's a few cons, some negatives, some minuses that I have for this team as well. Against this Houston Astros team, we know how tall of a task and how great the Astros team is is, and how they've been over the last few years, I'm going to list a few pluses for the Braves, things they have working for them, and the very first thing you have to think about is the starting pitching, Max Fried, Ian Anderson, Charlie Morton, we know Charlie Morton just suffered a season-ending injury, we hope he has a full recovery, Uh, excellent pitcher, I thought that was one of the more underrated signings this past year. I talked with my guy Nate Hamilton when the season was beginning, and we both talked about how the Braves getting Charlie Morton, like it's not going to have a lot of fanfare. Trevor Bauer is going to get a lot of that press. And, you know, uh, you know, so you're not going to have Charlie Morton's up in age. He's like 38 years old. So people's not going to talk about him as much. He's not going to get that same uh, respect that he's due. But I felt. That was one of the more underrating signings in the entire MLB offseason. So now the Braves are without him. They had him in game one. They did win that game. But now they're done without Charlie Morton. And when I say done, I mean he's done. They still have Freed, excellent left-hander. Ian Anderson, great changeup. We know what he possesses when he's on. So that starting pitcher that they have is definitely a plus for them. I mean, We talk about postseason baseball. It's about pitching. It's about timely hitting. And the Braves having that starting pitching that they can rely on is definitely a plus for them. That lineup depth, you heard me talk about briefly with Albies and Duvall and Riley all having 100 RBIs. What about Eddie Rosario, NLCS MVP? He reached base 17 out of 28 plate appearances in that series against the Dodgers. Jorge Soler comes back. He hits a home run in game one. Brady Freeman, we mentioned, NL MVP. I mean, this team, Dansby Swanson, is batting ninth. He 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 hit ninth in the game one. Like, this lineup depth that the Braves have is very, very difficult to manage. And, you know, when you look at it, when you look at what they've done, I talked about Alice Anthopoulos. not only did he acquire – good talent that's going to produce on the field but he also got a certain group of guys with the mentality that they're going to compete to the very last out duval rosario solaire uh peterson jock peterson is you know jock tober That's 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 his new moniker for a reason that he's had with the dodgers there's not many breaks in this lineup at all you know when you Look in a lineup, there's usually three, four guys where you're like, okay, we've got to watch out for him. Let's pitch around him. Let's not attack him. But when you have a lineup as the Braves dude, even Travis Darnot, he had a rough season battling injuries. He had a really good last year um, in the pan- pandemic season. But this is a very talented lineup from top to bottom. As I mentioned, Dansby Swanson hitting ninth. Like this is, you know, I tell you, when I did my episode – months ago, kind of a first outlook, first you know portion of the MLB season as we were getting underway, there were three teams I mentioned that I felt would have a shot or to at least to watch out for. And those three teams were the Atlanta Braves, the Milwaukee Brewers, and the Houston Astros. Well, the Braves played the Brewers in the opening NLDS, and now here they are playing the Houston Astros in the World Series. So the first plus for the Braves was the starting pitching. As I mentioned, Morton, Freed, Anderson, Morton's out. So now it's just Freed and Anderson in the bullpen. Lineup depth, we talked about all the different guys they have to throw at you and guys you have to pitch around, guys you have to pitch to. But their other plus, their final plus, is a different left-handed relievers that they have to throw at you. Tyler Matzik has been... Truly amazing. You know, you look at what he did in Game 6 against the Dodgers. Saving Luke Jackson. We'll talk more about Luke here in a little bit. But Matzik has been nothing short of spectacular. A.J. Minter, another lefty that they can rely on for multiple innings. Like, these, you know, when we look at... Numbers and analytics and postseason baseball—you always wonder. Okay, who's that left-handed specialist? Who's that guy that can come in, even if he's a starter on most days? He may need to. He may be asked to come in and get two or three outs. You think about Madison Baumgarner in the recent years with the Giants, won their World Series titles. You look at Julio Urias from last year the Dodgers. You know they beat the Braves. They beat the Rays. Uh, he didn't have as much success this year against Atlanta, but. You look at postseason baseball and okay, who's your left-handed guys that we can come in and, and throw against their left-handed guys and get them out, who are nearly unhittable in those situations. So those are my pluses for Atlanta. They're starting pitching, lineup depth, and the several different left handers they have to throw at you. You have to even throw even Will Smith is their closer. He's not uh he's not one hundred percent, you know, shut down closer, but every now and then he can Get the job done. So don't forget about Will Smith as well. Now, for my concerns, my minuses, my negatives for this Braves team, the first point that I want to make is I don't think they have that extinguisher as a right handed pitcher in the bullpen. Like we talked about the lefties and how great their lefties are, and that's really their bread and butter. But I mean, Luke Jackson. You know he 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 had a fantastic regular season, but I know there's a lot of Braves fans when he takes the mound that they're sitting on the edge of their seat because they're not sure which version of Luke Jackson they're actually getting. So I I don't trust him. I would never trust Luke Jackson. Um, like I said, he has been better this year overall, but I think it's it's fair to say in his recent outings why the Braves are or Braves fans would be a little more hesitant whenever he is on the bump. They did remove Jacob Webb. He's not a part of the World Series roster. They added Kyle Wright, but Kyle Wright has not had a great year. He had an ERA just shy of 10 at 9.95 in two starts this year. Uh, Jesse Chavez is another guy that you can look at as a possibility, but they don't have, to me, that, that guy where you say, hey, eat a couple of innings for us. I know in, in two innings you're going to get you know, at least five outs and maybe a hit, maybe two guys reach base, maybe. They don't have that guy that, that, that strikes fear in that Houston Astros lineup from a right-handed pitcher perspective. And I'll talk about why that's more important in the Houston Astros segment. Chris Martin, another guy. I know people are like, man, what about Chris Martin? He's had a solid year, but not what he's – accustomed to doing. I mean, this year was his first season since 2018 where he had fewer strikeouts than in his pitch. He allowed 49 hits and 43 innings. Like Chris Martin can be good, but we know how inconsistent he can be as well. He doesn't walk many guys, but he's been lit up fairly uh, easily this year. So uh, like I said, they don't have that consistent guy that you can really trust in the bullpen from a right-handed standpoint. Do we know what they can do left-handed? Left-handers, they're they're, they're set. But right-handers, you know, that's where I think a concern for the Braves team really lies. Next, their next concern. This is new territory for them all. Like, Jock Peterson and Charlie Morton are really the only two guys who have World Series experience. And as I mentioned, Charlie Morton is done for the rest of the season. So it's really just Jock Peterson. I know Morton will be, you know, around the clubhouse and he'll be there to support his teammates. But it's a different mentality of actually playing at this point of the season. And I know what happened in Game One, and it's not the experience doesn't show when you're up. It doesn't show when things are going well. Those moments that you pull from your experience of being in those critical situations. Or when you're down. That's when you pull from, like, man, we've been here before. We've done this before. At this stage. Not just, man, we did this back in in, in, in July. We did this, you know, first month of the year. No, this is when your, your backs are against the wall. Here in do or die situations, how do you handle that pressure? So that's a concern for me with Atlanta. They don't have that World Series experience with this year's club. And then my final... My final piece, and I know a lot of people probably argue with this to 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 a T, but Acuna's autumn absence ails Atlanta, and and I know it hadn't happened yet, but I feel like this series is going to be where it hits. I know they haven't missed Acuna, which is very very weird, very rare that you have you lose your best player, who's your leadoff guy, who does so much for you from. Just the morale and the talent and what he brings every time he is at the plate, every time he's on base, the pressure he puts on the opposing team. But at some point, right, at some point you would think the Braves are going to miss him. And I could be wrong. I could I could be completely wrong, but I could be 100% right on this as well. So I think this series is a seven-game series. you got to win four games. They don't have that leadoff guy that puts immediate pressure on the opposing starting pitcher. And I know Jorge Soler hit a home run in his first game, in game one. But I'm going out on a limb and saying that this will be the series that the Braves indeed miss Acuna's presence in the actual lineup. So to recap, my pluses for Atlanta, they're starting pitching, lineup depth and several different left-handers that they can throw at you any time in the game. Their concerns, no true extinguisher come put that final out or come get a, a huge out in a critical moment out of the bullpen from the right-handed side. This is new territory for Atlanta playing in the World Series with this group of guys, a bunch of guys who don't have much experience playing in the Fall Classic at all. Only two guys, Jock Peterson and Charlie Morton, coming into this World Series. And then I think it finally hits the Braves that Acuna's autumn absence ails Atlanta. Stay tuned for the next segment as I talk about the Houston Astros. And I'll also give my series winner and my prediction for the World Series MVP as well. Pinch-a-Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is the introduction sponsor for The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp. Pinch-a-Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan, or phone 334-671-POOL. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Care Animal Center is a local business partner at The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny Pool Patio Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. Now let's talk about the Houston Astros. This is an organization that has faced so much hatred, so much disdain over the last few seasons. We all know the reason why. But even Chris Bassett came out, and he's a pitcher for the Oakland Athletics. He talked about, hey, they weren't the only team doing it. We know that. So, you know, I think they, they were kind of the guinea pig to kind of be the scapegoat for this whole situation. Uh, but that's, that's something I addressed in my episode 91, Houston they have a problem, so check that out. But this Houston Astros team this year, you know every single year you expect this organization, this franchise to be right in the thick of things, either winning the AOS or right outside of it, uh, or we know whether they win the division or not, they're going to be playing deep in October. I mean, last year they went down 0-3 against the Rays but forced a game seven. So this is a a group of guys that never quit. Regardless regardless of what situation lies before them, what the circumstances and challenges that are uh, ahead of them, these guys never quit. And, you know, I can imagine. I mean, you look at some of the scandals and things that have taken place and how those situations played out. Like most of the times – franchises teams programs they crumble after that. So it's been super impressive by what Dusty Baker has done, what Correa, Altuve, Bregman, that entire core, Michael Brantley, I could go on and on. What they've done to bounce back to prove like hey, we're legit, we've been legit. Don't don't try to pin uh, point us or pigeonhole us as these group of cheaters that don't know the game, that can't play the game, and that we don't know how to play it at a high level and have success at such a high level as well. But, you know, you heard me talk about the Braves, their pluses, their concerns. With Houston, my first plus for them is they have the perfect blend of power and discipline. This is a group that was first in batting average in the MLB, first in hits, first in runs, First in RBIs. I think about that. First in the MLB in average hits RBIs and runs, all while having the lowest strikeout total in three of the last five seasons. And you got to think about today's day and age where everybody strikes out, numbers are higher than ever. Um, you know, they talk about the three um, certain outcomes. Home run, strikeout, and walk is basically what it is these days. Not many um, professional hitters are taking that approach to, hey, let me just get on base. Let me just put the ball in play. You know, like strikeouts are at an alarming rate these days. So you look at this Astros team that was first in RBIs, first in hits, first in runs, first in batting average. At the same time, they've had the lowest strikeout total three of the last five years. That's an incredible feat to have for any team in any error In those two years where they didn't have the lowest strikeout total, they finished second. That was in 2018 and this year as well. So this is a lineup that is insane. This is a team that has the right approach to, hey, we're going to put the ball in play. We're going to, you know, not strike out much. We're going to make sure that we do everything we can to make the pitcher continually and consistently make good pitches every single at-bat. We're not going up here and swinging away and just wasting at-bats. We're going to go up here, and every plate appearance that we have is going to be a very critical, valuable, and intelligent at-bat as well. Another note on why this team has the perfect blend of power and discipline, 27 of their 36 runs in the ALCS against the Boston Red Sox came with two outs. 27... Of thirty six. So think about that. Seventy five percent of their runs, seventy five percent of their runs came with two outs against the Russell. that's that's insane. So, you know, I, when I saw that stat uh, as they were wrapping up that series against Boston, I thought about the twenty nineteen Washington Nationals. Like the Nationals team forty nine percent of their runs came with two outs that entire postseason. Forty nine percent, half their runs. So when you have a team with the Astros, what they did to the Red Sox, and they had two ugly games in there as well. But to bounce back in the steel, win that series in six after two horrendous games, I think it shows the fortitude that this Houston Astros team, that they're made of. So I love their approach. They can hit home runs. They can double you. To death as well. Like, this team will hit singles and doubles and live with it and, you know, take advantage of every single at bat they have and put the pressure on you and wait for you to make that one mistake that you're going to pay for. So that's one plus for this Astros team. My next plus is their righty lefty lineup. You look at how it starts right handed with Altuve, left handed with Brantley, right handed with Bregman, left handed with Alvarez. Right handed with Correa, left handed with Kyle Tucker, right handed with Eul Garriel. Uligariel is he was AL batting champion. He hit seventh. <laughs> he hit seventh and he was AL batting champion. So you look at that righty lefty lineup. Like that's tough. That is tough to deal with with any opposing pitching staff because you can't just say, okay, they have two, three lefties coming back to back. We're gonna throw AJ Minter out there. We're gonna throw Tyler Matzik out there and just let them eat up those lefties. You throw the lefty, next one is a righty. So your strategy, the way most teams use their left-handed guys to go get two guys and then pull them, and even with today's rule where you have to face a minimum of three batters, or at least in the inning, um, you know, as a pitcher, it doesn't it doesn't work. So Matzik and Minter and Will Smith, these guys are going to have to face. Lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty, righty. And these guys can hit both. You know, especially like Jordan Alvarez, who has been super impressive from an OPS standpoint against lefties and righties. They're nearly identical. So, that's tough. And that's why I call it my righty, lefty, hefty lineup. You think about hefty, you think about the brand, the trash bags, you know, the paper plates, like... It's hard to, to tear through those things. It's it's hard to tear through those trash bags. You know, you, if you're going to have trash and you put a lot of stuff in there, you want to make sure you have something that's durable, that's not going to leak all over the floor. When you take it out to the dumpster, it's just all over the You know, like you don't want to leave a mess in your house from trash. So that's why I call it this righty-lefty-hefty lineup. That's exactly what the Astros are. There are no holes in their lineup. From top to bottom, they're going to give you headaches. And, you know, staying on that theme of hefty, I remember it was, like, 4th of July, and I bought, like, I was on on the list to get paper plates, and I got some cheap, you know, those Dixie plates or something like that, you know. And I remember, like, being joked about, because I think it was my cousin Mark that mentioned me. I was like, man, who bought these plates? You know, they're all flimsy. You couldn't even hold your plate because food falling off and stuff. But that's why I knew, I was like, okay, I need to start getting hefty plates from now on. And that's what I do. I get hefty plates. I love paper plates. I hate washing dishes. So I always buy like the hundred and fifty count whatever hefty plates, because I know it's durable. It's gonna last me through the through the tough times, through the 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 big items that I have on my plate. It's not gonna fail and give away and leave my food all over the ground. So that's how I look at this Houston Astros lineup. It's a righty, lefty, hefty lineup because man, they may bend but they definitely will not break on you. And that's what you need, especially in these clutch moments, postseason baseball, this is it, last series. Uh, You need a group of guys that are not going to give in, they're not going to quit. They're going to fight and fight. And I promise you, there's no tear in that group. My next plus for Houston, been there won that. You heard me talk about Atlanta and their lack of experience. Well, Houston, they're the exact opposite of that. They have a ton of experience here in the World Series, here in the Fall Classic, here this late in October. They have 12 guys who have played in the World Series, who have been in this moment. While Atlanta has two, Jock Peters and Charlie Morton, Morton's out, that experience goes a long way. I mean, you can't substitute experience. Like, talent is one thing. But experience is what a lot of times will carry you over the edge because of what I mentioned in a previous segment. How are you when the going gets tough? How are you when your back's against the wall and you've never experienced that before? Your heart's racing. You're sweating. You're hoping not to make a mistake more than hoping to make a play. That's exactly what this Houston Astros team, they've experienced. They won a title in 2017 against the Dodgers. They did lose to Washington in 2019 in game seven. But those experiences and especially the ones that you fail in, it makes you stronger because you know how to handle it the next time, you know, okay, that didn't work. Maybe I should do this differently because look, when you don't have that experience to compare it to, you don't know what's the right way or what's the wrong way. But once you've done it wrong, now, you know, next time, this is how I handle it. This is, this is my approach. That's going to get us the right results. This is how I should conduct myself in this manner to make sure I'm at my peak, at my best, when my team needs me most. So that experience goes a long way. Twelve of the guys on the Astros team have experience of playing in the World Series, and that's a huge advantage for this Houston team over Atlanta. Then my final plus for the Houston Astros would be Dusty Baker. I mean, Dusty is a guy that is loved by everybody. You know, you, the fans love him. You know, the MLB loves him. I love him. His team adores him. I've heard some reference him to be like a grandfather to them. And we know how grand great parents can be. Uh, you know, I was a grandma's boy growing up. And, you know, uh, I was close to my granddad as well. So, you know. Dusty Baker is a guy who has seen a lot of baseball. He's played a bunch of baseball. He's managed a lot of baseball. I mean, they showed a stat in the ALCS where his wins as a manager was identical at that time, identical to his career hits as a player, well over 2,000. He won a title with the Dodgers back in the 70s. Like, this is a guy who's seen a lot of baseball, and everywhere he goes, he has success, whether it's with the Giants back in '02 when he led them to a World Series appearance before losing in seven games to the Angels whether it's with the, the Nationals or the Reds or the Cubs, wherever Dusty Baker goes, that team immediately becomes a better franchise. And so here it is Dusty Baker, after one of the more you know horrendous um, situations that you can deal with as a franchise, in baseball when all eyes are on you and nobody likes you. I saw somebody showed me a, a, a meme the other day of the MLB fans by map, and it was the entire country in blue representing the Braves and a small little speck in Texas in Houston that was actually rooting for Houston. And I know it was just a joke, just a joke. But but you could, you could kind of say that it's more accurate than none that the country – They probably are rooting for the Braves in this situation simply because of the whole sign-stealing scandal. And as I mentioned, it wasn't just them. They're kind of just the ones who were the scapegoat for this entire situation. But Dusty Baker is a guy, he is a dude that, you know what, his players respect him, they're going to fight for him, they're going to give everything they have. He is one of the guys, just the older version. He's been there, he's done that. And this is his opportunity... For his first World Series title as a manager. So you know he wants it. You know the players want it for him. And uh, they're going to do everything they can to fight and claw and get four wins. For him and for themselves. Now my concerns. My concerns for Houston. It's only one. But it's one major concern, and it's the fact that they don't have a win day, as you call it. When you look in the MLB circles, if you watch MLB Network, if you are knowledgeable of, uh, of the game itself, you have that ace where you say, you hear my my guy Mark DeRosa, he talks about it a lot. That guy, when he takes the mound, you're saying like, okay, we just need to get three, four runs because this guy that we have, our ace, is going to hold them to to one or two runs. We just need three or four, and we got this W. They don't necessarily have that ace for them that you can say, hey, it's win day. It's win day right here. When he's on the bump, we just got to do our part as an offense and do our part as a defense because he's going to do his, his job on the mound. So with them not having Lance McCullers Jr., who was not able to return for the World Series, we know he pitched uh, in the ALCS before leaving, and here he is. He can't He can't go in the World Series. They've already announced that. No Lance McCullers Jr. Haven't had Justin Verlander all year, uh, which is incredible to the job that they've done not having um, Verlander and not having McCullers for the last couple games to clutch the AL pennant. This Houston team, they have definitely defied odds as well because coming into the postseason, it was all – Look at Tampa Bay's rotation. They have so many arms to throw at you from starters and openers and bullpeners and everything. Look at the White Sox. They went out and got Ryan Tapera from the Cubs. They also got Craig Kimbrough from Chicago. They have amazing bullpen arms, especially left-handers with Aaron Bummer and Garrett Crochet, Liam Hendricks, right-hander to close the game. Uh, you know Lance Lynn and Carlos Rodon threw a no hitter this year. Uh, Lucas Giolito, like the White Sox, were the team that everybody was hyping up, and and the Astros essentially annihilated them. Even the game that they lost, they won a series three games to one. The one game they lost, they jumped out to like a six one lead. And this is a team, Houston, that nobody's talking about their pitching, and understandably so. But, man, they've gotten here for a reason. They've gotten it done. But, like I said, my concern for them is they don't have that ace to go say, hey, this is win day for sure whenever he's on the mound. Uh, like I said, it's only one concern, but it's definitely a big concern for the Astros. Now it's time for me to share my series winner, who I think wins how many games and who do I predict will be the World Series MVP as well? I know Game 1 has been done. Braves won first game 6-2. to two. And, you know, I had my prediction regardless of what happened in Game 1. I know my guy Matt Johnson shared a stat with me the other day that, you know, 88% of the time the team that wins Game 1 wins the entire World Series. And so with that being said... I'm going with the Houston Astros to win this series four games to two. They're going to win in six. And I know it's not a popular pick, especially here in these parts in Alabama. But I'm rolling with the Houston Astros to get it done. Four games to two. I could go on and on on why, but you heard my pluses. You saw my concerns from both sides. I'm believing that the Houston Astros will win do exactly what they've done and find ways to scrape four wins four wins and beat a very good Atlanta Braves team four games to two with Kyle Tucker being this year's World Series MVP I mean if you look at the lineup I know most people will say if you're predicting the World Series MVP for these Houston Astros is it Altuve, is it Correa, is it Bregman is it Gariel is it Alvarez like who is it is it Brantley and Brantley had a great game one but i go on Kyle Tucker I'm expecting Kyle Tucker to do something time and time again where you're like man this dude has finally arrived one of their top prospects in recent years he hit 294 this year with 30 home runs 92 RBIs and 37 doubles he's the bat that's replaced George Springer in this lineup So Kyle Tucker, watch out for him to be this year's 2021 World Series MVP. For more content, subscribe to Corey Bradley Sports. Once you search Corey Bradley Sports, you will see the Sweet Spot logo. And after you subscribe, you will receive notification anytime new content is uploaded. The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google podcast as well and always remember there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot